Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges, and today I'm joined by national team member, uh, world junior champ silver medalist, David Curtis. David, how's it going? It's going well, thank you. kind of want to start from the beginning when did you first become interested in swimming when i was around eight years old i went to the ymca just to learn basic uh water safety and i caught on really quickly and um people there were like you should definitely look into a swim team he seems to have a natural touch in the water that most other people at my age didn't necessarily have so from there it was about from eight to nine i learned more about like recreational swimming and then 10, I jumped right into the competitive scene with a club team in PA. Nice. Did you, did you always enjoy swimming? Did you play other sports growing up? Uh, I've swimming has been the sport that I've always come back to. I have tried other sports, baseball, more recreational, um, and basketball also kind of more on the pickup recreational level, nothing really super serious, but, um, it's always come back to swimming, uh, that I've always resulted to in terms of uh, what my commitment would be instead of branching off more into other sports. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you ever do a summer league? Uh, for basketball? Uh, for, for swimming. Did you ever do swimming uh, summer league? Yep. Uh, I have a community pool that has a summer league that I've been doing um, for a very long time, actually, since I was, I think, 12-ish. We always went there, and um, they have a great league that I swim in every summer. Uh, do you still compete so every summer league is different i i i love hearing stories about different summer leagues and you know everyone thinks there's the most competitive do you still do your summer league uh last year was going to be my last year since this uh this past summer or not past summer this summer was the olympic trials mm-hmm. um i wouldn't necessarily have the time to commit to another team like that uh since that didn't happen um and so did the team it never actually ended up coming together I I still believe that was my last summer there. I've been competing there for a while, and it was it was a great run. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Do you have a a a, a memory you're most fond of from your summer league days? Yeah, I'd say just. Um, but I think I was like 14. There's always a big summer meet called the pentathlon where you swim five events. The 50 free, 50 free, 50 fly, 50 back, and 50 breast, and the 100 IM, whoever is the lowest accumulated time wins. Um, me and my coach wanted to see um, I think it, like a really, really fast time on all of them, and I ended up doing uh, everything on point, and everyone was having fun at that meet. It's a great meet to talk to other teams and be with uh, the team that you're with, and, and just being at that one was, I don't know, it was just something special. I mean, that sounds like every, every summer's dream meet. I don't know, maybe, maybe not a distance swimmer, but that sounds super fun to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice short distances. Did, were, were you always a more sprint-oriented swimmer? Yes. Uh, when I was like 14, I tried to get into the 200. never ended up happening because I'm not good at the 200 freestyle <laughs> at all. I've been mostly 50 and 100 free-oriented and then other – spread events like the 100 fly 100 back and branching out into uh I, w- I mean i was looking at your um 
the, the, the state meet results from just this, you know, past February and you split 24 in the 50 breast on the medley relay, I think. Yeah, that was, that was fun. It was a great relay. We all were really, really hyped for that one. How did, how did you end up falling into the breaststroke role? Uh, well, the statistically I was the fastest freestyler there, but I was also the fastest breaststroker. And we had, um, one of my friends, one of my great friends, Mark Siskin, uh, had started improving in the freestyle faster than we expected. So just, we tr- we tested it out seeing if we could get a faster relay split me at the breaststroke and then Mark at the freestyle. And, um, it ended up working absolutely fantastic we he ended up splitting one of his fastest times and we broke our relay record by like seven seconds just because uh we all were in the right place and i enjoy doing 50 breaststroke i love it it's one of my favorite events so i was i was hyped for that 50 breaststroke and he was hyped for his relay leg in the freestyle that's that seven seconds that's that's awesome i mean that's (laughs) that's how you want to break a relay record yeah um when you're when you're swimming breaststroke, you know, a fifty breast, uh, what what are you thinking about? What's your focus there? Um, a really powerful pull, and then when you're pushing out into the recovery, just a really powerful push out and um, nice powerful kick at the end to get as much power from the pull and then release it out forward in front of me. That's why my stroke tends to be a little bit um, slower than other people's. I just focus on the. Um, like I, I don't, I don't know if this makes sense, but like the exhale of the stroke, um, in the breaststroke more than the, um, the other parts. Yeah. I, I think that makes total sense. Uh, listeners out there, you're getting, you're getting prime sprint advice from a prime sprinter. Uh, so it seems like you've got, you're, you're pretty proficient in all four strokes as long as, as long as you're going fast and it's a relatively short distance seems like you can do it. What is your, um, you know, like coming up through high school, what is your training looked like? Uh, my trainings looked, I, I've actually been training more like a mid distance swimmer. Um, surprisingly I've been training more, um, for the two hundreds last season just to get my hundred faster. I wanted to build the endurance and the strength to swim the two hundred. So my hundred would feel easier. Um, and I'd be able to push through the, the back half of the pain in that hundred freestyle. Um, when I was in high school season, I did more USRPT, um, short distance, fast sprints on longer rest to uh, improve that speed reaction time for the 50 free at Easterns and the, uh, the hundred free at Easterns as well. That was the target meet for me this year. Um, it was the target meet. And then of course the Olympic trials was the big, big daddy meet of all the season, but <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, I, I've been training more in between the mid distance freestyle, um, a little bit of fly as well, but, um, got down to the USRPT repetition training, uh, as high school season went on. Yeah. How do you, do you, uh, hit all four strokes every session? Do you hit all four strokes once a week? Um, do you, do you even swim breaststroke at all ever in practice? Surprisingly, I do not swim breaststroke in practice. Um, I focus mainly on freestyle and backstroke and implement fly maybe twice a week, uh, drills and, um, racing at the end of practice. But I focus more on the free and the backstroke, um, strokes mainly during the week. Gotcha. Uh, so, so when you're swimming backstroke, you know, you mentioned you have a longer breaststroke than most, 
Um, backstroke, I, I think tempo is one of the keys for a lot of swimmers. When you're, when you're swimming backstroke, what do you think about there? My tempo in backstroke is awful. It is not, <laughs> it is not top tier at all in terms of the repetition and the, the stroke rate that I have. Um, I focus more on the pull underneath the water and how powerful I can get that finish at the end of my leg. I'd rather compromise the speed of my arms and the rate my arms are going in order to get that more powerful pull and finish so I can accelerate more on each stroke, which is why my stroke rate is slower than most. And again, I think that makes sense. It seems like you've got a pretty good idea technically of, of what you want to see out of yourself. Um, it seems like you're a very thoughtful trainer and swimmer. Is this something, you know, you've implemented yourself? Did you get this from your coaches? Where did this focus on technique come from? Um, mainly my coaches and myself, my parents, we work alongside Sue Welsh and the people at the Olympic training center. We take a look at, um, Caleb Dressel, um, other, other swimmers, and we look at their technique and how I can implement it into my stroke. And we talk constantly about how I can fix it and how to tailor it so that it works for me. And, um, it's, it's something I always have been very keen on improving on my technique. It's been a very big, important part of my swimming career. And, um, that's definitely one of the things I focus on most. Yeah. What growing up, did you have swimmers that you were looking up to or a, a swim in particular that, that you saw and you were like, Whoa, like that's something that inspires me or something I want to do one day. I saw Colin Jones at his, at his Olympics when he got the two golds and the two silvers. He's been my idol since day one. I saw him. I have, I have a picture of him, a picture with him actually at my first YMCA nationals. He just has been a role model in my eyes for a very, very long time. And I actually ended up mimicking his stroke a little bit at some point just to be more like him. Um, just watching him swim just gives me motivation to think, hmm, I, I, can, I believe I can do that. I think I can do that, and I want to do that. I want to be where he was in his situation and somehow go up to the peak that he once was at. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so let's, uh, back, to, um, back to Easterns this year. That's the meet where you swam breaststroke on the medley relay, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so you also broke the national independent high school record in the 50 freestyle there. You win 19-4. You were also 43-7 in the 100 freestyle. Um, how did you feel about your individual swims there? The 19-4 was good. I was happy to break 19-5. My goal was actually 19-4-5. That was right on target. I think it was 19-4-2. Um, the individual swims, I believe I could have gone faster in the 50 freestyle and definitely the hundred freestyle. I was not very, not very happy about, um, I wanted to be 43 low, but I mean, uh, things happen, not necessarily the stars in the line in the hundred freestyle, but, um, if Eastern's happens again this year, hopefully I can make those stars align again. Um, but overall my individual swims, I, I was happy with them. Um, I had a great meet with my team, uh, Pennington. And just overall, I was focusing just on looking at the bright side of things um, in terms of the real life splits and uh, just being with the team. Yeah. I, I, I looked a little at, at your school's website at Pennington. Have you always gone there, like since high school? Yes. I started there in ninth grade, and uh, this is my last year there. Um, and I'm going to be going on to NC State next year. Yeah. 
what what is your high school experience been like? It, it it looks like a looks like a pretty pretty cool cool place to go to school at. Yeah, it's a great school. I, the academics there fit me perfectly. the The style of teaching that they have is um, it just matches with me perfectly. I, I, day one that I went there on a visit, I was just like, this is this is it. This is where I want to go. Not necessarily in terms of swimming uh, full out, but just the people there, the family attitude that they have, uh, the honor system that they follow, everything there just fit and worked for me perfectly uh, in terms of um, pretty much everything. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very cool. It's, it's really nice to find a fit like that is especially in high school. Um, And so let's, let's pivot to, to finding a fit for college. Um, I'd like to hear about your recruiting trip. I talked to, Sam Hoover, uh, yeah. about, about you guys' trip. And, you know, I think, uh, from, from the outsider's perspective, it was pretty wild because I think four, four or five of you committed within the span of a few weeks, maybe one week. Um, and you know, everyone was like, what's happening? Ah! And, um, yeah. it was, it was very cool. And, uh, and you guys, something most people I think didn't realize was that a lot of you were on the same recruiting trip. Is that right? Yeah. Sam Hoover and I were on all three of the same recruiting trips. Uh, we, we, we flew into the same airport at the same time. We were, um, we actually close to each other in terms of rooming. It, it, me and Sam Hoover got, got along perfectly. Just the attitude there was fantastic. And I loved the chemistry that we built over the recruiting trips. Um, just the class that I, I my, the class um, that I went with on my recruiting trip. I don't know. It was just some different level of connection in terms of like we saw each other understood each other and then became friends within minutes something that i i don't usually find i'm not i'm not the most ex- extroverted person um but the fact that i was able to find friendship with people that um share the same values as me and then also nc state pairing with those values perfectly um just made that made my decision choosing nc state so much easier yeah and i mean what has it been like to see since that recruiting trip, since you guys have all made your commitment, all of you have gotten significantly faster uh, over the course of your junior years. Sorry, what was that? So, uh, sorry, <clears throat> let me rephrase that. So, since since you all committed, you all have dropped significant time um, mm-hmm. over the course of this year. Has do you? I mean, do you think that the the fact that you all committed together, you guys? all have kind of a common goal now heading into college might be a factor in that. Yeah. We've been talking about relays. We've been talking about individuals thinking about mm, how fast can we get going into NC state and what we can bring to the program and, and like how fast we can make NC state going into, um, into the championship meets. We just, the, the main goal is to see how fast you can get um, to what you can bring uh, Braden and Bobby in terms of uh, your events. That's, I, I feel like, I feel like you guys have something pretty special um, because yeah, it, it has seemed like watching results from, from this state meet and from that state meet and the other state meet, like uh, all of you all, all of y'all are, uh, are, are just it's seemingly one upping each other and it's, uh, it's pretty neat. <laughs> um, so moving on to NC, after NC state, you, uh, you had a pretty big summer last summer. Yeah. Um, you 
heading into nationals in uh, 2019 summer nats palo alto what were you thinking heading into that meet uh every second that i was on that flight there and back was i want to make budapest i want to go to that meet so badly i wanted to be a part of team usa going international i i had gone international to um, a meet in Vancouver, Canada earlier the year with um, the national junior team. And I was like, I want to do that again. I can't imagine how much fun and how interesting it would be to go into Europe instead of just up more north in North America. And it was just the, the, same, the same thought in my head is Budapest, Budapest, Budapest. Uh, let's back up just a hair. Can you tell me a little bit about that, that junior national team trip in, uh, to Vancouver and what, you know, how that kind of opened your eyes um i the most of the meets that i personally have gone to with my team have been either alone or with a short amount of people because the meets that i qualify compared to my teammates tend to be a little bit higher on the scale of um qualifying times so i tend to be more uh isolated i'd say with just me and my coach and my mom or my dad um they're going to going to vancouver with team usa having all these fast swimmers alongside you swimming with you um, in individual events. I believe there was a couple of relays. I'm not sure, but just the, the feeling of being with those people being with those fast people. And then also being, uh, I don't know, just being rooming together in the same area, sharing conversations, being warming up at the same time. I, it just, it felt, it felt real being a part of that. And I just wanted to experience that again. So you're on the plane. That's all you can think about. Um, take, take me through your nationals because if I'm, I, I, I think you didn't qualify for Budapest until the last event of the last day of that meet. Yes. Yeah. Um, I flew out there intentionally going early so I could get used to the time change. Um, also trained there for a couple of days. I believe it did two practices a day or one practice just to get acclimated to um, California time. Um, 50 free was on the last day. My 100 free was not good. Um, I believe that I was glad that I had it though, because that was like kind of the shaking off of the nerves kind of thing, um, kind of an opening swim that regardless of it not going well, I just kind of had to fix myself and think, all right, 50 free is my event. This is what I got to go for. Um, uh, when I was when I was getting ready for the fifty free, it was just it was just in my brain. It was just go time. You had to go 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 for it all because what am I going to lose? Just going to go for it. So you send the hundred free on day one. You know it 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 doesn't go as you know the best it can, but you get a race in, and I think that you know that's important. Mm-hmm. The next three days. Um, you know, how, how do you handle it? Are you just getting in and warming up? Are you, are you doing, are you actually training? Um, how do you handle those three days in between? Um, so the first two days I was doing practices, uh, short practices, roughly 4,000 to 5,000 yards or meters. I'm not sure what the pool yard, what the meter meterage was, but um, it was just more relaxing from that 100 free mentally preparing myself. I would, I slept a lot. I relaxed a lot, listened to music, just mentally prepped myself for what would be, well, that that was at the time the biggest race that I've ever been in. Um, it was just, the, my goal was just to swim fast and final. That's all I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And those three days in between was the mental prep and the 
I'd say a little bit of the physical prep by getting myself into the sprinting mode um, that I needed in order to swim fast. Uh, so, so then take us through that day five of nationals, uh, when you do swim the 50 free. Um, well, a lot of it was a blur. I'm not going to lie. Um, it was mostly just mental, mental stability. I was just listening to music, getting ready for it. Well, waking up in the morning being like, all right, it's go time. This is what I need to do. Final, final, final. Um, I, I honestly am going to say I can't remember most of it because I was I was in the zone for a solid 48 hours before that race. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it was just a bunch of um, getting ready into that sprinting mode, doing a lot. I did a USRPT practice the night before, so it was a lot of racing, a lot of sprinting, a lot of underwaters, and it was, um, it was a lot to prep for that and getting ready for that 50 free. So you, you do make the final, you end up, uh, 22-2, fifth place overall? Um, yes, yes. All right. Um, you make, you, and you make the world junior team. How, you know, after that final, how, how did you feel? Did you feel there was a weight lifted? Were you super excited? All of the above? Very much a big weight lifted off of my chest. Like it, I was breathless. My coach was crying. Um, everybody was happy. Unfortunately, I didn't have much time to celebrate cause I got drug tested right after, but, um, it, it just felt, it was surreal. It was a feeling that, and I, what I'd worked for, for eight months had finally come to come to a close, not to a close, but what I'd been working for, I had finally achieved because the biggest worry was what am I going to do if I don't make it? And that, that was the big weight that was lifted off thinking like, Oh, I did it. We're going to Budapest and now I got to prep for that and get ready for that. Yeah. Uh, so, so tell me about the prep. How did you prep for Budapest? Uh, was that the longest flight you had been on to that point? Mm, yes, actually it was, it was, that was a very, very long flight. Very, very long flight. Um, before I, I did all sprint practices, for the two week break between nationals and when we flew out to Budapest, it was all spring practice. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, I slept most of the flight though, so it wasn't too bad, but it was definitely a very, very long flight and uncomfortable flight with uh, all the tight packed in people. It was full as well, but just the thing that got me through was just that I was on a flight to Budapest to swim at world juniors and it just made everything worth it. Yeah. So, so heading into that, you know, you, you just have the 50 free, um, I, you know, you mentioned just sprint practices, everyone's dream. Um, I'm guessing, uh, you know, it, it's kind of nice just having one of it to focus on. Um, but how, how did you feel heading into Budapest? Did you think you could go faster than that 22, two from nationals? Honestly, I didn't think I could. I saw the site sheets and I was like, wow, this is extremely competitive. And I knew that those competitors from the other countries, people who I've never heard of before would push me to go faster. But, um, uh, like I, I didn't I thought I could go a little bit faster, not necessarily 21 nine was, that was not in my head. That was a complete surprise. But, um, yeah, it, it was just, I was just thinking like this, this is it. This is what, um, what I've prepped for and that, I mean, I'm just going to try my best and see what happens. Cause at, at that point, that's all you can do. 
Yeah. Uh, what, what was the experience of having semifinals like? Because I don't, you know, that's, that's something completely new, I'm guessing, to, to most people. Yeah, that was my first prelim semis and then finals meet, which is why I did best in the semifinals um, and did not do as fantastic in the finals. Um, that that was definitely different for me because I had it. It felt like I, I usually am. I'm prepping mentally for two races, and I've I'm used to that because in American in America that's what you do. You do prelims and finals at these big meets, mm-hmm. and having to do that whole extra mental um, me- like mental check for that third race was definitely a step out of my comfort zone. Something I'd never done before, but um. I mean, yeah, it was it was definitely a lot different than what I had been used to in the U.S. So, a couple more questions about this meet. You you swim semifinals. That's where you went twenty one nine. Is that right? Yes. How would you feel heading into that race? Do you do you remember? Is is that race a blur? What you know? What hit for you on that one? Um, I don't know. It was just the. It was just the competitive field that I had around me. Zachary Tan, specifically, I knew he'd push me mm-hmm. to go faster. He's a great guy as well. Um, it was just, it was just, I don't know, it's just something in my head that I, I was like, all right, semifinal. This is where you have to make the final. This is where people can either fall out or stay in. And the biggest thought in my head was just like at nationals, you got a final. You got to make the final. And I was swimming more instead of going for time, I was swimming more for place um, and swimming just to try to get into that final, knowing that uh, there's was 10 lanes. No, 16 to 20 kids that would be competitive competing with me for those eight spots. Yeah. Uh, so, so you go 21, nine, you make the final. Uh, how, what do you do that following morning when you would normally have a prelim situation? So I was advised to bring it like go in normally as if I did at prelims. I did sleep in a little bit extra and took the second bus in and did a warm up and practice bungees and you know, sprint things um, just to kind of simulate a prelim warm up and a prelim morning just so I didn't fall off with that competitive edge um, in terms of being ready for the finals. Um, yeah, but. I just kind of treated it as treated it as a normal morning uh, in a swim meet. Yeah, and then uh, yes, yeah, so t- take me through that final. Um, you know what went right for you? You 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 earn a silver medal first. You know international medal. How how? What did you think of that final session? Uh, I was happy with you the way I handled it. Um, I was not the happiest by losing by point oh one at a world championship meet in the fifty freestyle, but. Things happen. Um, the The swim itself, I had a lot of flaws in it that um, I had remedied in the pre uh, semifinals uh, in that fifty freestyle that I ended up not fixing in the final. But um, it was a great learning experience from the semifinal and the final, learning what I need to improve on technical wise um, that I'm going to be working on now as I get back into swimming. Uh, but overall, the experience of the final was it was it was great because I learned things from it. Regardless of me getting second place, second place at a world junior meet is I'd, I'd say uh, an honor to be able to be at that level. But um, 
it was a great learning experience for me in terms of needing learning what I needed to fix so that I don't get that silver 5.01 next time. Yeah. So uh, fast forwarding to, you know, present time, uh, you, you got to have your Eastern meet in February and I, you know, a few weeks after we went into quarantine. Um, have you been able to swim during this time? During quarantine? No, unfortunately uh, I am in, I was, I mean, I'm in, I live in Pennsylvania, but my swim team is in New Jersey and New Jersey is the second most populated uh, or was the second most populated uh, state for coronavirus. So pools and regulations there were tighter than other regions in the U.S., unfortunately. So um, I only started swimming about two and a half, three weeks ago, and I was out for about four months, which is the longest time I've ever been without swimming in my life. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a long time. Uh, how, how were you staying fit? How were you occupying your time outside of, you know, being physically active, you know, how emotionally were you doing? Okay. Emotionally, it was a rocky path because I'm so used to getting up, going to school, swimming, doing homework, and then going to bed. It's a, it's a routine that, uh, I'm a very routine based person. So like I'll have a schedule set out for the week and I'm going to usually stick by that. Cause that's something that I need to do to keep myself mentally stable and being thrown out of that, being thrown out of school for one, and then being thrown out of swim, something that is my, is my foundation pretty much of my entire life was not, not the best for me. It was very, very hard to get used to the new schedule of instead of getting up and literally going to school, going into my basement and getting on my computer instead of actually being physical pres presence on Pennington's campus. But, um, uh, to work out, I, um, my parents and my coaches worked together to get my, me a Vaza, a Vaza trainer. Um, that helped a lot. That helped keep up my arm strength in terms of the pulling for swimming. Um, I also did a lot of weight and body weight work in my, uh, my living room. I have my own little gym, uh, that we set up with, the a span of weights. Um, my trainer, Dave Tease, who I'm working with right now, great guy. He also gave me um, a lot of workouts that I could do at home by myself with those weights and without the weights, implementing the Vazane with it so I could keep in shape. I tried running, did not work. Um, <laughs> and I also tried biking, and that was a little bit more of a success, but not as much because I'm not good at either, or land sports in general, I'm not good at it. Um, but yeah, that's how I kept in shape for four months. Yeah. That's um, ho hopefully, hopefully you see the payoff strength wise when, you know, as you're getting back into the pool, it's, I think it's been a challenge for, for everyone yeah. having, having to go outside of the water. Um, yeah. so you have a, you have a pretty nice setup behind you. Yeah. Um, I, we, we talked about you, you streamed on Twitch for quite a while. Can you tell me about, you know, kind of how you got started in that and, and, and what it's brought to the table during this time? Yeah. Uh, being, a, being out of school and uh, being out of swim gave me a very, a lot of time to uh, expand my, my, um, my gaming interests. I'm, I love to game also just because I don't, it's just something I've always enjoyed uh, the technology part of, uh, of gaming. I'm looking into that for college as well. Uh, not gaming, but you know, technology based, uh, majors. But, um, 
streaming on Twitch. I did that a while ago. I just like being able to stream a game and have people watch and interact with me. Uh, since I'm not a very big extroverted person in real life, it's easier to go on a computer and talk to people than it is to speak to people in real life. It's just who I am. Uh, I just enjoy streaming though because I love playing games and I also like uh, interacting with people on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, so, so to, to wrap things up here, um, moving forward, you know, you said you've been back in the water for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how have you felt? Was it, was it, what is it a surprise feeling good or bad the first time you got back in the water? It was the most relieving feeling of my life to be able to feel the water in me doing flip turns, pulling strokes. I mean, I had, I'm going to be honest with you, no strength. I did. I almost forgot how to swim. Honestly, the first time I jumped in, it was it was like a foreign feeling. But just the feeling of being at a pool, being able to jump in and swim a practice was it was another weight taken off my chest. Just being able to get back into the thing that I love most. Yeah. And uh, so, so moving forward, do you will you be able to go back to high school? Do you know yet? Uh, is swimming looking all right? Do you have? any goals for yourself thus far right now every meet that i've been looking forward to in terms of early early fall have been canceled um i'm not sure how phase two is gonna wrap up wrap out in the u.s so i'm not sure what meets are gonna get canceled or what meets are going to um are gonna progress as scheduled so goal wise it's just to keep in shape and try to improve myself in practice. I'm going to be running trials at practice in term, in a couple of weeks to see where I'm at in terms of my 50, my 100, and expanding to the 100 breasts and 100 fly. Um, yeah, 100s finally. Um, yeah, but goal-wise, there's nothing right now except to keep in shape. And school-wise, I'm not sure what Pennington's doing. I'm not sure if they know what they're doing either, but um, – We'll keep, we'll keep posted on that when they release stuff regarding their school. Um, it's just kind of stay in the moment and keep working until I get more information at this point. Yeah. Uh, have you, have you found anything that's, that's helped, you know, you, you talked about you're a routine person, um, that helps keep you mentally grounded. Um, have you found anything during this time? Of, of really not having a set schedule or not having things to, to, to keep you structured that has helped you kind of stay emotionally grounded? Yeah. Uh, back when quarantine first started, it was more waking up, going to school, getting my work done, um, then working out. I'd occasionally work out with my girlfriend who I've been kind of quarantined with her. So um, it's been good to see her. She's, she's helped me a lot. Um, she's been a part of my daily schedule and I've been just adding to that now that I have swim back and now that I'm just adding swim and doing workouts with the trainer. Um, yeah, just kind of adding all the pieces back, hoping that I'll be able to get back to the full thing when all of this is over. Yeah. Uh, well on that note, David, do you you have any parting thoughts? Um, you know, for, for people getting back into, into the pool, um, for people trying to get through quarantine, um, before we sign off yeah just make sure that you stay with it it's going to get better at some point it's going to be awful for right now maybe it's not even working for some people in the country but whatever you have just stick with it and work through it because at some point it's all going to it's all going to work out and all your hard work is going to pay off
You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.